Welcome to Tea O'Clock with Kella. Bring your tea and leave with more. Hello, welcome back. Welcome back to episode 25, I want to say. I love how I always leave it to you to say the number because I don't know. Well, I made the little like Instagram post for it oh, the other yeah. day, so I oh, think okay. it's episode 25, so that's very exciting. Yeah. Really at the end of season two. Mm. That's crazy. Yeah, today we're talking about Amelie, the film version, not the musical. Yes, I'm very excited to talk about it because we were we were watching it at the same time, but I ended up falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so like, then woke up and was like, well, what the hell's going on? So I finished it the next day. Yeah, so. I did think that when we were watching it, I thought, because obviously you're an hour ahead, I, could, I was struggling to stay awake for it and I thought how are you watching it so yeah but I really enjoyed it so I'm very excited to talk about it me too I was so tempted also to say to you halfway through probably at the point when you fell asleep I was so tempted to say should we just leave it and we can both watch the rest tomorrow but then I thought oh maybe I'll just force myself because I know I've got lots to do so I was like, I'll just, I'll watch it now. I'm not that it was an effort, because as we said, we really enjoyed no, it. No, like, it's no reflection on yeah. the film that I fell asleep. <laughs> I was just really tired. It was really yeah. late. Right. I found it so funny. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's very good. Anyway. But before we get into that, we should do our what we've been consuming. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, Carrie, what have you been consuming this week? Hang on. It was as it was out last time. Yes, it just came out. Okay, oh my god, yeah, it came out the day that we recorded, didn't it? Can you believe it's already been two weeks? Oh, that's crazy, and it's oh. already at the top of your on repeat. <laughs> yeah, it pretty much was the second day. Oh, okay then, that's good. Okay, uh, I have been listening to the soundtrack for Watership Down a lot. That's been fun, oh. and I've been listening to the soundtrack for The Life Aquatic with Steve Sizu, which is uh, Wes Anderson film. And I actually also <laughs> fell asleep in that film. But, so I need to finish watching it. I liked what I saw, not as much as other Wes Anderson films I saw. But anyway, the music from it is really cool because there's a lot of David Bowie covers, but in Portuguese. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, it's very fun to listen to, study to. And for reading, I have been reading the Shopaholic books by Sophie Kinsella and it was really interesting to read them because the movie is actually based across the first two books Mm -hmm. from the series and they've changed it up a lot it's very British it's set in London well the majority of it is at least the first book a lot of the second Mm -hmm. book so I thought it was a lot better than the film obviously more opportunities to develop storylines yeah and I was surprised at how much I enjoyed them I the only thing I found was at the end of the first book she was still a shopaholic and she only paid off her debts because she just got a better job by chance I thought mm, okay great not lots happened there but in the second one she does learn and then that's when she does what she does in the film and has to sell everything off mm. so I like the second one a lot more so it's worth bearing with and for watching I've been watching Moon Knight and we have just been talking about this before we start recording because I had to have a massive rant at Ella about how much I love it. And yes, honestly, I'm going to watch it, don't you worry. Please do. Then we could have a Moon Knight episode. 
Yes, that's a great idea. Oh, George has to come on it though, because it'd yes, be unfair to her not to. But oh, please, if you've not seen it, you have to watch it. It's the new Marvel series, if you're unaware, and it's on Disney Plus, and it's starring Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke, and it's just magnificent. It's got so much ancient Egyptian history to it, and I mean the setting is phenomenal because obviously that they are in Egypt for the majority of it, and Oscar Isaac is incredible as Stephen Grant and it's really fun he is the avatar of an Egyptian god the Egyptian god of the moon and he well actually I won't give too much away but it's very not like a typical marvel is why it's just insane to Ella so absolutely recommend I've been devouring it (laughs) hey Ella what have you been consuming this week I finished reading Beloved by Toni Morrison which I really enjoyed it was really good it's something that's been on my list for a really long time yeah and it kind of like half weaves in with one of my modules and my teacher kept mentioning it so I was like fine so I borrowed it from the library read it really enjoyed it would highly recommend she's a very a very good writer like I knew I knew she was a good writer like got like loads of awards and everything but I'd never read anything I might read Jazz next, which is also by Toni oh. Morrison. To kind yeah, of get, I want to read that. Because I've got a copy of it over there. Oh. See what that's like, a very different yeah. vibe about that book. But well, today I've mm. been listening to Jesus Christ Superstar. I saw that. Annual, <laughs> annual listening or watching because it's the Easter weekend this weekend. That's oh, right. But we've been last weekend when this is published. But I'm just, I've always just been obsessed with Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals and Jesus Christ Superstar is up there. It's amazing. So that definitely made my shopping and wandering around this afternoon a lot more entertaining. Oh, that cracked me up so much when I saw you were listening to that. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, because it's Easter. But I just, I don't, I don't know, I just love it. I even have a little mug at home. That's a little Jesus Christ Superstar mug. Oh, I don't know. Tell you what, maybe this episode could come out as an Easter treat on Easter Monday because we'll be away because we'll be in a different country when it's supposed to come out so how are you everyone <laughs> anyway sorry what have you been watching what have been watching oh my god I can't believe I didn't mention this before but actually this works well because otherwise we would have spent like half an hour talking about it before yeah but I finally watched the Spielberg West Side Story. <gasps> what, Ella? How did you tell me? I, I didn't tell you because I think I watched it and then it was it was longer than I thought, so it was later than I thought, so I was really tired, so I just fell asleep. And then I don't know. I just never mentioned that I'd watched it. I don't know why, but I watched oh. it and I absolutely loved it. I love because I was I was so worried like I was skeptical because I was like oh, I love the original a lot and I was like how can they how can they redo it but I I really liked it I thought casting was amazing they're all so talented it, I mean I think everyone just kind of forgets that Angel Elgort was like in it yeah which is kind of weird because you literally see nothing about him in any of the press stuff which I, I think, think it's kind of funny all the <laughs> with all the kind of weirdness it's kind of funny like he's been erased from everything apart from the actual film itself I think 
understandable. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I absolutely, I absolutely loved it. And I loved the way they kind of like shifted things around a little bit. Yeah. Kind of, and they brought it up. I I just really enjoyed it. I am so happy that you like it and that you finally watched it. So now I expect you to be listening to the soundtrack. Yes. Well, a few di- the reason I watched it is because a few days before I woke up with one of the songs in my head. I think yeah. maybe it was like Officer Kropke or something. So then I listened to the original soundtrack album because yeah. I was like, I'm just going to get some West Side Story. And I was like, why not just watch the new one? Yeah. Um, big, big fan. Mm-hmm. Rachel is absolutely... Amazing. Oh, I know. I can't believe she was like 17, 18 years old when she was filming. Uh, only like 20 now. Like yeah. insane. And oh, just everyone. Oscar winning performances. Well, actually, yeah. Oscar winning performance. Yeah. It's hard to say, but I actually have tears in my eyes thinking about it because I love it that much. The only thing I don't like is <laughs> when they do Officer Crocky. I'm you sorry. Don't like it. Oh my god. It's the only song. Highlights of- no, I love every like. single song in that film, except I despise that one. I like the idea of it. It's very clever, but oh no, I can't stand it. Sorry. That's 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 one of my favorites. I think it's such a such a fun, entertaining, and I. I love the way they did it in this one because it was like similar but different how they do it. And they're like, yeah. I, don't know. I can understand why, like, there are kind of bits of it where I'm like, mm. but then I'm like, eh. I don't yeah. know, there weren't any real words there. It's just so different to all the other songs. It's much more like something you'd see in Guys and Dolls, I think, that song. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Apart from maybe, I'm not sure I'm completely convinced with the whole her not dying at the end thing. Like, I get it, but I don't get it at the same time. What do you mean? It's like in the original one, yeah, she dies as well because... Did she? She shoots herself, I'm pretty sure. Unless it's just been way too long since I've seen the first one, but I'm pretty sure they both die, but they don't in this. Which do you I know get, but I don't. No, I think, I also thought going into it, when I went to watch the new one, that she died at the end. And then... Afterwards, I googled it because I was checking some other things that they changed, and then I felt like it said that she didn't die in the original, and I was so shook. <laughs> I think it's because I'd forgotten some of it because it's been a while, and so I was just imagining Romeo and Juliet. But I feel like she never did actually die. Oh, maybe she doesn't. Maybe I also made that up that she Isn't died. Isn't that really weird doesn't. that we both decided that happened? Well, I guess because obviously it's based on Romeo and Juliet, and they both yeah. died in that one. But I could have sworn. I know. I don't know why. Because they're in, aren't they in like that tennis court? Yeah. Oh, no, I don't think she does. No, she doesn't. He dies whilst he's, while she's holding him. And then in the original film, then she, she then is like, okay, everyone, you're all responsible for all these deaths, blah, blah, blah. We need to get on together. And that's when they carry him off. And Kino gets taken by the police. Okay, so just ignore that then. I misremembered the original. <laughs> Isn't it? Oh, wait, I think as we said, it's because 
of us watching well having Romeo and Juliet fresher in our minds yeah but we confused them but regardless absolutely loved it after as it was something's coming is my most played song at the moment yeah it is it is good I've actually got two versions of it in my on repeat that's that's dedication it really is anyway is it time for Amelie I do believe that it is okay so that means it is also summary time it is summary time yeah okay and you made me do it last week <laughs> I feel like this is a this is a trend with us neither of us ever want to do the summaries so we just have to kind of keep keep you know it's funny because if we don't want to do it we don't have to no 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 it's fine I don't want to <laughs> yet <laughs> oh Okay, go on. We take it in turns, and I think actually we've been we've been pretty good with that, so it's okay. I feel like I you always end up doing it. A lot of the time, we do a joint effort anyway, though, so it's okay. Yeah, I don't know why we always go that. Oh, you doing it? You doing it? Because we just end up saying it. I don't know. Anyway, I'll I'll kick us off. Let's summarize. Follows the life of. Emily, I can't remember her surname, but something oh. French. It kind of sounds like French word for chicken. <laughs> um, and she's lonely, kind of eccentric girl who grew up with her parents. Her mother died quite young. I think she died because someone fell on top of her, jumping off the, like, Notre Dame or something. Very weird. So basically she lives this kind of weird, eccentric little life. And her, her parents think she has a heart condition, so they homeschool her, so she's a little bit reclusive. She leaves home, I think when she's like 18 or so, and goes to work in a cafe in Paris. And then she's kind of very interested in everyone else's lives and makes up like little imaginary scenarios in her head and things. And one day she finds this box, which is hidden, hidden in like the floorboards of her apartment and she wants to try and find the owner of this box it's got like little kids toys trinkets and things in so then she ends up talking to the other people in her building and her one of her neighbors and she finds out who this box belongs to and returns it to him and he's super happy and decides that he wants to reconnect with his daughter and his grandchild So she's like, oh, I've made this guy's life a lot better. And then decides that she wants semi-medal in other people's lives to also make their lives happier. So she tries to persuade her dad to go travelling by stealing his garden gnome and getting one of her friends who's like an air hostess to take this gnome around the world and take pictures of it in different places and send it to him to kind of encourage him to do the same. She sets up two people who one of them who works in the cafe and one who's a regular in the cafe that she works at she manages to set them up with each other by making them think that each other fancies each other she does other things like that to try and meddle in people's lives and then she finds this kind of photo album that this guy who'd been collecting ripped up thrown away pictures from like photo booths and things and then she kind of develops like a bit of a crush on him, like kind of wants to wants to be with him. And then she has this whole like elaborate plan of trying to give him the the photo album back and kind of connect to each other. And it's all kind of like a rat race around Paris doing things <laughs> like that, <laughs> which is very entertaining, very fun. And then they end up getting together at the end, which is really cute, cute, because she realizes that 
with the help of her downstairs painter neighbor that she ought to just you know go for it with these things and take control of her own life and make herself happier in her life too so that's a very long convoluted <laughs> semi missing out quite a few would expect points. nothing <laughs> I'm such a waffler when it comes to these yeah. summaries I just waffle and waffle and realize I just need to give like a two sentence summary rather oh. than a two paragraph summary so no, you're just dedicated apologies <laughs> I would also say well I imagine you are aware at this point but just to clarify that it is all in French it's subtitled ah, yes which makes it not the best film to watch when you're tired and when you just want to shut your eyes and listen <laughs> but it, when you're not tired obviously it's not difficult at all yeah I always have subtitles on anyway for things and I think in a way because of that it gives you an excuse to watch it again because you know the main gist and you'll be able to pick up on so many things that you didn't the first time around watching it again oh yeah that is true French just sounds so lovely so it just and it works so well with the vibe of the film. It's such a French film. I can't think of any other way to explain it. Oh, well, it is the most French film. It's so crazy because we were both saying before we first see, we didn't know what to make it, if we liked it or not, because mm. it's really different to anything we've seen. But then again, I haven't seen any other French films. And by the end, we decided, of course, that we loved it. But it's just so odd. We didn't know where it was going. Yeah. Because it is fragmented because you're like, you kind of get this picture of her life and kind of what she's like. And then she's like getting involved in other people's lives. You're like, okay, where is this going? Is this just going to be, is there going to be any kind of larger kind of Mm. story arc with it or what? Yeah, because it comes under rom-com if you were to categorise it on Netflix, Mm. in the list of best rom-coms to watch. But her romance is more secondary I say in the plot and Definitely. doesn't figure as much until the end it's more about it's her meddling in other people's lives well in a good way yeah so you're left thinking oh okay so what is going to happen when you just see her going around changing everyone else's lives so it's very intriguing though I, I kept wanting to watch it as we were going on yeah the colour of it is very crazy and kooky as well um, yeah because it's like completely I know I know whether this is the right term but oversaturated yeah. feels like the yeah. technical term for it like yeah the colors are really colorful but the kind of non-colors are kind of more washed out it's got yeah kind of vibe to it. yeah it's very filtered and yeah. also the actual camera work like they have a really weird bit when she's on the moped and it just speeds up and the camera's like Zhoo-zhoo. yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry that is not good to describe people listening <laughs> very wacky it's not filmed like any of the films we've seen I know I keep saying that but mm. yeah it's just this it almost feels like magical realism but it's not magical I know exactly yeah and I don't know whether part of that is because it's um, we're kind of in this maybe like her imaginary in in her world kind of mm. thing it's like seeing the world as she sees it yeah as, as kind of magical more than just this boring world mm. but I think that makes it quite fun yeah the fact that you've got these kind of like you say magical realism but it's without the magic yeah, yeah. it's just more odd oddity realism <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just so 
unusual. I'm thinking of every synonym under the sun for yeah. different here, really. In that, the whole thing with the photo album, with all the ripped up pictures from the like, photo just kind of weird in itself. Yeah, that becomes a major plot point. And where else would you see that? Yeah, like you wouldn't. It's kind of weird. And it's like he in himself is a very kind of weird character and I guess you can see that's why they kind of go hand in hand and work mm-hmm. quite well together because like he's got I don't know a couple of jobs but he spends so much of his time just wandering around the different photo booths in Paris collecting discarded photos like she's going into the bin and finding them yeah creating this photo album of them and then I guess it's kind of weird the way that both of them go about finding each other yeah as well did you want them to end up together I think I wasn't sure because I wasn't sure what I made of him I was a bit like what put me off was him working that section that kind of put me off as well I was like is this just a really creepy weird dude and she's gonna get herself into a load of trouble with all of this because his hobby with collecting those photos was so individual him working in a sex shop on top of that I thought okay but then I think as the film progressed and as they kind of more got towards each other at the end I think I kind of realized I was like oh that's just their way of kind of showing how kind of like eccentric he is where we can see how eccentric she is through this whole film so I guess you just don't longer to warm up to him because you're seeing it all through her eyes it was sweet in the end when he finally realized it was her and they ran and met each other yeah however I was really rooting for her to get with I can't remember pretty much anyone's names but the guy who worked at the uh the grocery stand yes and who also went to see the painter guy a lot yeah yeah I wanted them to get together because she said from the start that she felt akin to him yeah so I was I, like, oh my god please because he was so cute I was kind of rooting for, for him as well because he did seem like a really sweet lovely character yeah, yeah. I absolutely loved her going and messing around with his boss's things <laughs> what a show could you funny it made me think of, you know, in Roald Dahl's The Twits, when oh. I think, I can't remember which way around it is, but the husband or the wife. Probably the wife. Adds adds bits of wood to his cane and, like, makes his chair shorter so that he thinks that he's shrinking. Yeah. Like, it had that kind of vibe to it. I feel like it's her that is, I, do they both do? Because I definitely remember her doing things like, she was the one that, gave him worms instead of spaghetti yes yeah they both kind of mess with each other in that way that was so gross <laughs> I think it's that messing kind of fun it's like he interferes with people's lives but in a mostly harmless way yeah like he just wants everyone to be happy yeah very okay sweet. apart from the boss because obviously she like kind of ruins his life <laughs> yeah <laughs> <He would> go mad <laughs> yeah but he's horrible yeah well okay what do you think about the couple in the cafe the woman that works at the pharmacy that she sets up with that guy who's really weird on the dictaphone that guy I recognize him I've definitely seen him in something else and I can't 
I didn't look him up. I should have looked him up. But I've definitely seen him in something else. Mm, but I don't think they were suited together because they had a very kind of short-lived, not-so-great yeah. relationship. Mm-mm. But I'm not, I'm not really sure. I don't think I ever like completely made my mind up about what I thought about them. He was so awful that I just don't understand why I should set him up with anyone at all. Yeah. To make everyone happy, she should just kick him out of the restaurant. Because he's so gross. He's so Yeah, awful. and he's just getting all kind of, like, jealous and weird and just thinking thinking that all these terrible things are happening yeah. and he doesn't actually just talk to her. Like, they didn't have mm-hmm. much of an emotional relationship, no. I don't think. I wonder how they've done it in the musical, because surely I can't imagine them having him like that today. Because they don't really call him out being abusive. So, yeah. That was the main thing in the film that I was like, "Mm, the rest of it I could deal with it. And I was like, oh, actually, it's really cute. But that in particular, I was like, yeah. No, I I, I definitely agree with you on that. And I don't know whether, kind of, with that one, that's like the first kind of big when she realizes she can kind of mess with people in this way. It seems like that was her trial. That was her way of seeing. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, okay. But then it's like, should she have really done that when it doesn't turn out great in the end at all? But I think that was when the idea first struck her that she could manipulate people in this way as such. Yeah, that makes it a little bit strong, but you know what I mean? Yeah, found the father quite strange. Then again, everyone in it is strange. Yeah. Uh, in that he never hugged her when she was younger. She definitely had an interesting, weird family thing. Yeah, because it was the fact that her dad never hugged her or showed her like any kind of like physical attention. And that's why he thought she had a heart problem. Mm. Because when he would like check her vitals as such, which is just a weird thing for a parent to do anyway yeah but isn't he a doctor oh yeah I think he was Mm. yeah but still kind of weird anyway like that's why he thought she had a heart problem it's a bit weird and I think you can kind of see why she's a bit odd because her parents being odd and obviously losing her mother and then her father becoming more kind of like secluded Mm. and reclusive as well yeah and also why she approaches her relationships as she yeah. does with that guy. So I guess you could properly psychoanalyse all of that. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. And her fixation with who this guy was, that there were loads of photos of him. I do know what I was thinking. I know it's a light-hearted thing, but I thought, oh my God, he's a serial killer. He had the look he's, about him. That's what I thought as well. I was like, he's got serial killer vibes. Yeah, I thought he leaves him there every time, you know, after a victim and he's like, right, Go take photos, commemorate the occasion. But I think that just shows how our minds just go. I was too paranoid. The worst thing, like I always think that I watch these sorts of films, and I think I'm I'm readying myself for the worst thing to happen. Like I'm readying myself for him to be like some kind of serial killer. I'm readying myself for Nico. Is it Nico? Nino? I don't know. I had a feeling it was Nino. Nino. Like I'm ready for Nino to be a complete creep. Yeah, like, same. I'm ready for this relationship between the pharmacist and 
the cafe guy to be really weird and her dad to be really horrible to her. Yeah, I thought her dad was being like screaming. Such a happy, light-hearted film when the guy literally turns out to be the guy who fixes the photo booths. And I'm like, yeah. that makes so much sense why he would have this same blank expression every time, why he would always throw his pictures away. Like, yeah. <laughs> so maybe it's teaching us that we need to maybe think and see things in a more kind of light-hearted, happy manner. Yeah. Not everything is dreadful. All the yeah, time. I think what's so lovely about it is that you have to go with the flow and it's more of a mosaic of different people's lives yeah. and things that bring them joy and people connecting with one another and just go with it and think oh that's really lovely that that happened to so-and-so and there's so many little eccentricities that mm-hmm. bring us smile to your face you think oh okay it's a bit odd but life is odd people are odd yeah so it's it's nice that it just isn't a sad film whatsoever there's nothing horrible that happens in it at all apart from the boss being rude but then he gets his comeuppance anyway yeah that's something even in a lot of happy films not I don't know that's not really a good term for them but there's some hardship to overcome or break up or something but there's literally nothing is there really mm. nothing's and I think that's part of part of the film's charm that it is just yeah. a really lovely wholesome happy film where everyone ends up happy it looks beautiful it sounds beautiful yes. Oh, the soundtrack's lovely, isn't it? Really lovely. Like, you get this escape into this amazing world that she's created for herself and how she sees the world in this way, which is really nice. So, yeah. It's so charming. Her book. Yeah. Oh, and it reminds me in a way of Last Christmas, the film, when Henry Golden's character says, oh, look up, look up at... And he, he notices all the little things. And I thought that was really cute. It's that yeah. kind of idea in this film. So that's... Yeah, that's, so that's, that's what the kind of... The painter guy... Sorry, I can't, literally can't remember any of their names. What are we like? That's that's kind of what he's trying to do. He's like, yeah, you, you see all the good for everyone else, but you've got to see this good for yourself yeah. as well. And that's what makes yeah. it... Yeah, she should go for it. Yeah not be scared of showing yourself to him yes oh I would say if you like the film Soul which we have discussed mm. on this podcast then I think you would like this film because again similar message yeah similar message but it just doesn't make you cry within the first 10 minutes uh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I was so shocked at the beginning of Soul <laughs> but yeah I, I, I think that's a lovely comparison. It's got, yeah. got the same message. Yeah, it definitely cheered me up. Yeah. yeah. It's fun to have so many characters. It's like Love Actually all over again. All the comparisons coming out of works now. Yeah. But yeah, having everyone's lives intertwine is nice because obviously there so many films normally like just a handful of main characters or you know one or two and a relationship but it's nice that as I said the relationship wasn't central and you know you go through you see everyone's lives I think it's really nice seeing that it felt more like a village film yeah even though it's in in Paris which I think is another another lovely thing because it's like well all these it's showing you all these like little communities Mm -hmm. within the big cities yeah. That you can find. And yeah, I can't think of 
any characters that don't have links with several of the other characters which I think is nice yeah definitely again this would be something interesting to read about because I know that I think it's been received particularly well by critics and it's definitely worn with because you know it doesn't feel like a commercial film Mm. at all and so I'm sure that there is so much to say and to analyze about it even just with its use of color as we said it's so vivid it's a very interesting film lots of layers to it Mm. that we are yet to peel away I just really like it I think it's a really it's a lovely charming French film and French yeah. films are weird. And I remember watching <laughs> some weird French films in secondary school. Uh, yeah. But it's like, it's a nice weird, this one. Yeah, definitely. I understand now why it's done so well, because it's probably the most famous French film. Yeah. It is so popular. I think you ask anyone, and even yeah. if you haven't seen it, they will know Everyone of it. Knows it. And yeah. I can't believe it's taken us this long to watch no. it. I've been meaning to watch it for ages because, as I say, keep seeing it on oh, yeah. the best romantic yeah. films list. But so. I can I can see why it's up there, and I think if I'm to watch it a few more times, it might start creeping its way up on my yes. list just because of how wholesome and fun it is. Yeah, definitely. I might have to give the musical a listen. I know you've listened to it. Yes, I have. I did like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice. I still, because it was interesting, because I was saying to you before we watched it that I had listened, and so I felt like I kind of knew what happened from working out from the songs. Um, I still was surprised by some of it, because obviously it's different. You get a lot more from actually watching it, and I'm notoriously bad at paying attention to lyrics. I listen to some of the words going for my head. Yeah, I like it, because it's Philippa Sue is the lead. She is oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so obviously it's very lovely to listen to, so I do highly recommend. But I need to read up about how they've actually changed it for the musical, I wonder, because you, you can only understand so much through listening to the songs. Yeah, because so much of the film, I think, is through kind of how the camera works and the camera angle yeah. and the little looks she gives to the camera like oh yeah there's kind of moments of breaking the fourth wall that kind of make you realize that yes. you're, you're in her world you're like fleabag a bit yeah, yeah it's yeah. really interesting it plays around so much with that she breaks the fourth wall and then doesn't like it's quite inconsistent i don't know how to explain because obviously like when people break the fourth wall like, they don't do it throughout the whole film or whatever mm. but like there, there especially in this film it plays around so much with perspectives and mm. like who's narrating like what are we supposed to know it's not straightforward at all yeah like you've got this whole other person narrating the entire yeah. so it's like it's, it's just a, a guy in her head her narrating her life yeah mm. I don't know oh no it's quite it's fun though I like it yeah yeah, it is very fun. I like the bit near the end when she gives him his album back and he goes up all of those stairs. Or oh, no, they were um Sacre Coeur, were they? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's lovely. Yeah, and then she goes off and he's like, No, come back. Oh she's so sweet. Yeah, yeah it's like the fun the little kind of 
games she plays with him to oh give my god it's such a game the whole without thing. revealing who she is even when they're like he's in the in the cafe and she's right behind him and you kind of get that feeling like does he realize mm. and you're like you kind of think he does and she gets one of her friends to kind of assess him as such to see whether he's kind of decent enough uh, yeah like, yeah Lol. i must say i still prefer chocolat completely mm. different film but it's the only other one that's remotely french i've seen <laughs> <laughs> but overall yeah I, I do enjoy i think it could be fun to have a sequel wonder what that because as we said many times it's annoying that so many films and books end on couples getting together you don't see the rest of it yeah like i reckon they have an interesting little family a family dynamic family kind of vibe yeah. going on but i think it'd be really fun i'd like to see her as a mother that would be really fun yeah also i felt like i don't know what you thought even though i sit in paris it didn't feel that parisian they didn't show you that many landmarks the only one really was when they went to sacre coeur otherwise mm. it was mainly her and her cafe or in apartments yeah even though I think they actually did film a lot in location in Paris, like a, most of it is shot in Paris, so it's kind of the most least Paris feeling Paris film ever. Well, compared to Midnight in Paris, especially. Compared to Midnight in Paris, which is, yeah. Yeah, which isn't a criticism, it's just an interesting choice. I think. No, no, no. It's I... very internal, like she's so focused on everyone's lives it doesn't really pan out to the bigger picture to the rest of the city yeah and I think like you were saying earlier with it kind of feeling like a village film mm. yeah small community like this is the kind of little life she's created for herself within yeah. this tiny corner of Paris yeah it's quite sweet and it all leads back to what we're saying about Wuthering Heights <laughs> <laughs> Once again, <laughs> entrapment? No, not entrapment really, but very small. Yeah. Well, I, I guess you could you could analyze that this, but you could be like, this is this is the little safety she's created yeah. within all of this. But that's totally not criticism. I absolutely no. loved seeing this corner of Paris. Yeah, Amelie's eyes. And it's nice to finally have a film to watch that is just nice and happy and safe yeah and like there's no there's no big arguments big okay obviously there's like a couple arguing but like Mm. it doesn't follow the typical kind of story structure of this has happened there's this big build-up oh there's this massive Mm. problem we've got to resolve it and then they all look happy ever after yeah like I've watched way too many films like that it's nice to have something that is just wholesome and lovely just a little snapshot of these people's Mm. lives just kind of doing their thing yeah also probably said something similar to this on the podcast before but just thinking about the research that I was supposed to be doing today (laughs) uh, for my disc about chiclet and I was reading a lot about people defending it saying why is it so bad that there's something that people enjoy or why do people hate on it just because okay perhaps it doesn't engage as much in larger political social issues you know it's it's so nice to have that escapism in yeah. all art forms in books in movies 
I think it's important to have a balance and have you know some books that do like have representation in well it, it would be lovely if all books did but you know discuss wider issues but it's really nice to have that balance and just have the ones with pure entertainment and why is yeah. something being entertaining such so as like a dirty word so in a way Emily is similar to it to Chicklet but then again not because it's just so unique yeah. but I'm just trying to say that bringing in once again my anger people hating on the things that I enjoy so yes no it's nice to just have a happy clappy film yeah it's nice to spend two hours of your life watching something that you come away from smiling and in a better mood yeah than when you arrive to it so yeah we can't discredit those things I no think. there's a time and a place for everything yeah. I think that's options. perfect way of putting it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I feel like I've been defending films and TV shows and books along those lines throughout doing my dissertation. And <laughs> I realise I feel really passionately about it because that's why I enjoy even mm. things like Love Island gets a lot of flack, which is understandable because again, issues of representation on that's not great. But I just think oh, why criticize things that make people happy yeah if they are problematic then yeah I agree but oh like I don't need to sit down every evening and watch mastermind you know what I mean yeah I want to watch something I don't have to think about yeah and there must there's something in these films that brings people back and in these books that brings people back keeps them entertained even after like 20 odd years like this film Mm. is 21 years old and I don't think it feels outdated. Yeah. Still talking exactly these yeah. things. Okay, there's in some of these things there are elements where you can see they're like products of their time and dated and whatever. Yeah. But there's a reason that these things are still popular and people still gravitate towards them and watch them yeah. because they're fun. And I think the point I'm circling around with Amelie is that it's so great because it's just about humans enjoying themselves, humans yeah. connecting. That's something everyone can relate to, isn't it? So I think it's a wonderful film for everyone. Yeah, exactly. Because you see you see how even though not much happens, okay, can't actually know a lot happens in the film, but kind, it kind of feels like it doesn't, because as you've said, you, we don't have this big climax. It's yeah. Like, it's happened throughout. Like, she develops so much as a person throughout this film. Yeah. And connects with so many more people, which is really lovely and helps other people become their best selves as such yeah. which I think is is really lovely like yeah. she she helps convince her dad that he should do what he's been wanting to do and putting off for his whole life and yeah I think it's really lovely it really is wow. that's a lovely way to sum up our discussion yeah so we would we would recommend you watch this if you would like a yes. fun wholesome entertaining French film that also has quite a few kind of laugh out loud moments. So I wasn't sure whether yeah. I should be laughing or not, <laughs> but I was. <laughs> but I think that's part of the joy. Yeah, I, I think we were supposed to. Laugh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a rom com. It's got the comedy in it. Yes. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> Are you ready for blonde moments? Yes. I'm intrigued if we're going to have the same person this time. I don't think so. Oh, okay. 
because mine kind of has nothing to do with anything I've mentioned at all. Okay. Blonde moment. I also kind of think I've given this person the blonde moment before. Don't say Margot Robbie again. No, it's not Margot <laughs> Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> the third time. <laughs> but I thought this one today because Tilly sent me a picture of the new copy of Vogue which she bought which has Anya Taylor-Joy as the cover star Uh, I think it's also meant to be like a special jubilee whatever the Queen's jubilee is this year like 70 years or something maybe it's longer but I thought I'd give it to her because Vogue cover star, that's pretty yeah. impressive. I think she's in a new film that's recently come out. I think it's called The North Man. The North Is Woman. that that one with Bradley Cooper in? Am I thinking the right one? Maybe I don't it's I think it's kind of Vikings esque. Oh yeah, that one. Oh, I know which one you mean. I was gonna pronounce yeah. but yeah. I think it's I like know. brand new and I think she's in it. With Nicole Kidman. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just kind of yes. remember off the top of my head. Yeah. yeah. I thought I'd give it to her, because I think I've given it to her before. Yeah, yeah. In season one. <laughs> Oops, oh, I need to get better at this. Um, but yeah, she's she's doing their thing, being successful. Wonderful. Very, yeah. very good actress. So yeah, Lovely stuff. Her. Nice. What about you? Okay, so mine is very timely with the Olivier Awards happening. Oh my god, recording a couple of days ago. Yeah. Yeah. So Catherine Zuber won for best costume design for Moulin Rouge. And that was the only award. I did say that in like a rude way, but that was the award that Moulin Rouge won. And she deserved to win it. The costumes were incredible. I can't wait for you to see them, Ella. I'm so excited counting down the days to go see. She did an incredible job. They were, oh, amazing. But yeah, it's interesting with the Olivier's because Life of Pi won loads. Did it? Yeah. Oh. I didn't expect that because I thought, how would you do that on stage? So yeah, really intrigued by that. And otherwise, it was cabareted well. Around for a while? Has it? Or is it a new... What? A new on one West End? Stage? Maybe I'm just thinking because the book's been around for ages. Maybe... But regardless, that's pretty cool. That was a big win. I think that and Cabaret and Anything Goes. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe I didn't even even think of mentioning the Olivia Awards. I really want to watch Cabaret. We wanted to try and book ages ago, didn't we? And it was really expensive. So we bought tickets for me. Absolutely amazing and insane. Because I think oh. they maybe switched over the cast now. I don't think. Yeah, probably. Eddie they've Redding had a long run. Russell Buckley are doing it anymore. No, probably not. But it sounds amazing. And if I magically win the lottery overnight, mm. yeah, I would those tickets. Because I think they're doing it at the Playhouse, and they've transformed it into the Kit Kat Club. So, yeah, so I think it doesn't oh, feel like you're at a theatre at all. It feels like you're in a club. Oh, I just, I think it'd be amazing. I so want to go. All the pictures I've seen, and they haven't actually released that many, look amazing. No. I think it's very hush-hush around it. I'm pretty sure there's some, like, audience participation involved, which I absolutely hate. But... <laughs> <Me too. laughs> 
but I think things like that are so cool. I love when they kind of do kind of inventive, fun, different things mm. with the theatre. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. Well done to everyone, yeah. Yes. So would you like to reveal what our next episode is going to be? Our next episode is super exciting. I made the executive decision to entitle it Keller on the Move. Oh, okay. <laughs> we can change it if you hate it. No, I love <laughs> But we're actually going to be together yeah. in person. Can you believe it? And also, not only that, we're going to have a special guest star, yeah. Ella Metcalf, who's going to join us. And also, we're not going to be in England. We're not going to be in Germany. We're going to be in Denmark. Yeah. And we're most likely going to be on the train, hence on the move. A lot's happening. We're just going to have a really lovely catch-up, chatting about all the things that we've read and kind of are basically a giant what we've been consuming. Yeah. Our degrees, basically, this term. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot to discuss. Obviously, English students, we have been doing a lot of interesting reading. And we've all been doing completely different oh, things. yeah, yeah. So... I think yeah, I'm excited because I think I'm just going to talk about my dissertation because that's what I've been spending my whole yeah. life doing it feels like so I would like someone new to discuss that with well actually I've already said about it a lot I'm really excited but, yeah yeah so I'm and you have been doing super super interesting modules so it's going to be a lot of fun we can educate each other yes so looking forward to that one next week yeah. week after yeah absolutely awesome see you then Thanks for listening to Tea O'Clock with Keller. See you next time.